0: And we're here on the K M Podcast, Ken Brown from WJR Radio, Mike O'Hare, DetroitLions.com, as we talk Lions football postseason edition. Yes, it's over. Hello, Mike.
1: Oh, did you have to say yes, it's over? I did, did. you have to say
0: that? I did. And for those out there that downloaded or saw a podcast we had yesterday, I removed that podcast. That was too raw. It was too raw to do it on Monday. And, Mike, I just felt like there was more to say. And there was after a lot of introspection and you know, thinking, I thought we deserve to do it again with the listening audience and I think we can better serve them after letting it sit for a day.
1: Well, I think that's a good idea, but two things. Number one, tell the truth. My tears short circuited at the machine. Yes, exactly <laughs> so, right. Exactly on. right. But number uh, two, you know what? It, 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 there was a lot of football played. I mean, a lot, and there's a lot of things that happen, like they always do. But they're magnified when you move up, you know, as you move up the ladder of importance. And then, the NFC Championship game and the right to go to the Super Bowl is about as high as it gets, except for the Super Bowl itself.
0: Yeah, and I, we have to take. I had to take the emotion out of it too because yesterday, you know, like I said, I was bummed yesterday, and my analysis was bummed because I was going off of you know, a lot of stuff that I didn't like during the game, whatever. But I have to sit back for this last 24 hours and look at the season in totality, look at the game itself, and then look at the results. So let's start with the game itself. Michael, Why? Be- well, we have <laughs> to. Let's start to. with the game itself. Yeah, let's do it. And let's do it by the first half. Beautiful half of football, if ever was. was. Well, a beautiful first drive. And you know, the uh, – Rams game and I can't think. Did the Tampa Bay game they score on their first drive? I don't remember if they scored on their first drive.
1: I'm not positive, but, but Tampa, probably, for, for
0: sure the Rams game. I just thought the Lions this postseason started strong offensively, and it went yeah, it to went, this last game. They just came out and put it right down San Francisco's throat.
1: Absolutely, you know, Ken. That's a great point by you. And when you when you when you go back and and wrap up that that first that first half. It sounds like a speech impediment. Touchdown, touchdown, punt, touchdown, field goal. I mean, you couldn't have played better football. Yeah. And just, and, and you know, long drives, 17 plays, things like that. They were just so much in control of the game. You couldn't wait for them to come out for the second half.
0: Yeah. And, you know, the Lions offensively, this little run they had started, when Campbell decided to start taking the ball. Remember in that little mid-season low they had around Thanksgiving yep. with Green Bay? And they just changed it up. We'll take the ball first from the, from now on. And they started taking the ball first, and that, it just changed the whole complexion to me of the offense. I, it just and, seemed like they got more aggressive.
1: I, I agree with you on that. I think, I think actually the 49ers won the coin toss and, and deferred, I guess, or whatever, yeah. and, and the Lions got what they wanted. Yeah, because
0: the if they were the one, they were going to take the ball.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: So that was good. Now, I'm always going to backseat coach because that's what I like to do. And then I'm, there's no right or wrongs in these because, like I said, I, the emotion is gone now. I thought everything was okay. So I'm just going to take this at the first half. Mike, they got f- fourth and goal from the three right at the end of the half, it's 21 to seven. Campbell is debating on the sideline. I mean, he's looking. If you remember, if you saw it on the, on TV, he's he's waiting till the last minute. Golf's wondering, "Are we going? Are we?" And he finally changes his mind, or whatever it says, kick the field goal. They go in and kick to make it twenty four seven. I wouldn't have had a problem if he'd have went for it right there.
1: I wanted him to go for the field goal, and most of the time, I don't care if he goes. Most of the time, I think it's okay if he goes for it. But on this particular case, I wanted him. To, I wanted him to take the field goal, take the points, because you would get you a know, three possession game starting the second half. That, to me, that was just that, that was the only reason. I I just thought three, a three possession game, you know, seventeen point lead was better than fourteen.
0: Okay, if that's the case, what you said, then he shouldn't have went for it on fourth down in the third quarter because that's going to give you the same seventeen point lead. And if you thought that was important, then it should have been important. At that time, too, but at that well, time I, I, he decided to go for it.
1: Uh, you're right, and I agree with what you said. But but it wasn't like a tear me. You know, tear my hair out. He's going for it, right? Uh, that, I, I thought it was okay either way. But it's what I would have done, right?
0: Now everybody's been yelling and screaming at Campbell about him going for it, blah blah blah. You have your right to your opinion on it, but the one thing is the only thing I'm gonna say about it is that's the way he's coached all year. And number two, the damn play was there. Okay, so whatever absolutely. you want to say, the play was there. Was it the play? I would have ran. No, because I thought they were running the ball down. They throw it. I would have ran it for those two. But whatever happened, the play was there. So it's not. You can't blame the coach for going for it because he called up the play. The guy just dropped the ball. It's just plain and simple. Dropped it.
1: No. Nah. dropped it. And, and, and a guy who's been been absolutely right. You know, sticky hands. The Rams game. Have, you wouldn't
0: have won the Rams like the game without him. You wouldn't have yeah. won the Rams game without the catches he made in that game. He made big Absolutely. catches. Absolutely. So big, nobody's big nobody's arguing that he's catches. not a great player. He just had a bad day.
1: Number this is guy we've had now. We're talking, we're talking about Josh Reynolds. Josh Reynolds. And he's been in been the Detroit line now since the middle of the 2021 season because he had a relationship with Jared Goff, with, with, with the Rams. Mm-hmm. Going back to their days together with the right. Rams, he ended up with Tennessee, got cut, right. and came to Detroit.
0: Right. So – Okay, that goes down. Now, this is my only point, another point which I haven't heard in the last day and a half. And like I said, I'm I'm doing a media blackout for this point. I don't hear no more about it.
1: Does that include me?
0: No, not you. <laughs> it doesn't uh, – it doesn't um, – it's not against the law to actually play defense after the two-point conversion if you didn't make it. Everybody accepts that, well, Dan Campbell didn't go for two points, so he lost the game. You know, you can play defense after that. You don't have to let the, the San Francisco walk down the field and score. So – it it might have not been the play you wanted to run, but they were at the 20-something-yard line then. They still had to go 70 yards for a score. It just happened that your defense gave that up. So you got to, when you put that into factor, factoring your defense didn't stop them either. in the same. They scored 27 straight points. Your defense is allowed to stop them. So everybody comes into that. It's not the head coaching decision that cost you the game.
1: It's just yeah, that I, I they got on it. the roll. I'd agree with your point there, and the other thing about that is, or the thing about that is, you know, the Detroit Lions have not been. That has not been a, an absolutely strong, you know, defense all year. It's it's had its moments. Right. Had its moments against the right. against the Los Angeles Rams when they scored what was it three points or six points in the second half, and yeah. again, they ended up 24 23. Right. right. And I can I can make a case that the defense may not have won the game, but. it but it kept it, you know, it, it kept kept on the Lions on the winning side there. So, but this was a case where it, they didn't. The, the, the second half belonged to the San Francisco 49ers yeah. on offense and defense, yeah. and I suppose special teams.
0: And to me, that was a sign of um, experience. Now, we talked to Alexander alone yesterday, and he didn't think experience had that much to do with it, even though he's had experience in the game. But I, I, I beg to differ with him. I think that. San Francisco is more experienced, oh. and they know that when, you know, they know when a team is getting on the ropes or a team that, where they can make their move. And they, they're a hell of an offensive team. They haven't lost a game that Debo Samuels played in, and I don't know if he played in that last game where they, they held everybody. I don't think he played that game. But the three games they lost in the middle of the season were games that Debo didn't play. So when he's on the field, that's a hell of an offensive team, man, and they're going to score. They're going to score points
1: they're going to score points and and look he's a combination wide receiver running back. uh running back and there aren't, there aren't many no. in the league who are truly no. that no
0: so i'm i'm not upset with them scoring points and i i, I think somebody said it, if they said it during the broadcast somebody said it they were dan campbell was trying to get the 30 points the 30 points was like the winning the winning number of points to get. So it was a race to 30, and that's why you go for those two-point conversions because you punch it in there, it's 31 to 10, and that game's pretty much over. You know, it's pretty much over. So we let that go. But the game moves on. Now, Dan Campbell did say yesterday in his interview the thing that he did make a mistake about, he thought, was the running play at the end of the game on third down, where he had to use the timeout. It was terrible.
1: That's the, of, all, of, of anything that's been done or not done, and with 17 regular season games and three now in the playoffs, I thought that was the worst call of, right. Any, right. of anything. Right, anything. Because if, if you don't get it, game's over. Yeah. You're, you've lost. Yeah. And just, you know what? They could have just stood there after that and wouldn't have changed anything. It was just that was, don't get me going. Yeah. I had enough.
0: Uh, like I said, but let's face the fact, too, Mike, even with that, the odds were long they were going to win. If you had a minute left, I don't know, less than a minute if after you got the ball back after three stops, you know, your three timeouts, whatever. It was bad play. But to me, the game had been lost before that. The game was lost when oh, they yes. got up. Well, ten. Uh, that was just that was just a last hope. You know, you had a sliver of hope left.
1: I don't think it I don't think it was lost there, but it made it a lot more difficult and, and, and less likely, but yeah, I don't I don't no. agree that it was lost.
0: But like I said, if you go back to the play before that play, a first down play, Firster, the tight end who hadn't caught a ball all year, catches a ball and goes down the sideline. He scores. He just stepped out. I'm like, What are you doing? Mike he didn't even have to step out. He turns and it looks like he was, was sure, unsure. Should I get out of bounds and save the timeout or go try to score? And then he tried to do both. So he steps out and he gets in the end zone, but he, his foot just barely steps out. And that play, You, I looked at the clock. It was a minute three when that happened. If he scores right there, you got three timeouts, a minute three. Now we're talking because now you get the ball back with 45 seconds left, 40 seconds left. You can do some stuff. So that to me was the play of the game, at that point.
1: You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm, I, I if, if that was the play of the game, then the other one, the call him on the running game, is the runner-up play. Of yeah, it's
0: runner-up because I'm just saying that's play of the game because the other play doesn't happen if he scores. You know, okay. you don't get okay. the third down there. You don't. All that doesn't happen. But anyway, this is the point I'm trying to make to people out there. It's the little things in these games that sometimes make the difference. And I think Dan Campbell said himself. There was twelve things that could have went wrong in that second half, and all twelve of them did. You yeah. know, Jameer Gibbs fumble after your defense had been on the field for four or five minutes, and they have to go right back. If he fumbles on third down, it's two, three minutes later in actual time or whatever. It's it's not as bad. It's bad, but it's not as bad as fumbling on the first play after you get a you know after you get the ball back. It's a deflator, and it's a time it's a time saver. You know, and then you're giving him a short were... field. So that was a big crucial play. And like I said, I went back and look he, he only fumbled one time all year. That was his second fumble. But well, like I it said, was, it, was one,
1: it, was it was one too many. One
0: too many. It was a rookie thing. And, and we don't know if it was his fault or not. You got to blame him because he had it. But the whole playlist looked funky. I think somebody said he went to the wrong side
1: he did. or whatever, yeah, you know. Uh,
0: okay. So it happened. But, Mike, these are things that happen when you get in games like this for the first time, you know.
1: Well, it's part of it. It really is. But look, it's, you know, the Detroit Lions you know, late in the season at the end of the playoffs have said, you know, we can play with anybody. Well, they've proven that, and that includes the San Francisco 49ers. I wouldn't be scared for them to play them again. I think they'll play them twice a year, and I think, okay, it's going to be a battle. I don't, think that, I don't think that the 49ers necessarily proved that they were a better team, but they're more, a more experienced playoff team. Probably, but even having said that, Kenny, they go back to their you know the young quarterback and their, what experience did he have in playing for the Super Bowl?
0: You talking about drop Brock Purdy? Yep, yep, yeah, but he did play in the championship game last year before he got hurt.
1: Well, I he, mean, he he
0: he got he got, he played playoff games and he did play a little bit did. in that game, so
1: he had been there
0: bit. at least a little bit. Yeah, yeah but but a little bit, but like right. So okay, so I'm. Game's over. Any final thoughts, and then we moving on? Let's move on. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Game they lost. Lions won 14 games this year. Excellent season, no matter how it ended. I know you could have wanted more, and we possibly could have got more, but in the end of the day, it's just like being in the store. You got your items, and They're giving out free items at the end. You didn't get to grab as many as you wanted, but you got your (laughs) items, so you're happy. Where where have you been? (laughs) (laughs) So you got your items, you're happy. Now, look into the future. And Brad Holmes is talking on Wednesday afternoon. I'll be interesting. With bated breath, I'll be waiting for this. Because what he says during this thing to me, Mike, is where I see this team going next year. I mean, if he – well, we'll talk about that later. If he comes out and says, okay, we're going for it next year, or he comes out and says, I'm going to continue the, the the way I wanted to build this team for long-term success, those are two different things. Now, I'm not saying which one is right or wrong, but I just want to hear what his thoughts are now. Because to me, Mike, they they jumped a year. they They missed a year. I think this year was what next year should have been. I mean, you get to the conference finals in three years – you jumped a year. You agree with that? Well, I don't know. If
1: I, I, no, not really, because you know, because they were in, in such a position in the draft that they were able to make the most of those extra draft picks they had with the trade of, you know, Matthew Stafford for for Jared Goff. And so, I think what accelerated the posi- was the opportunity to draft more quality players and drafting, you know, relatively high on. You know, look at all the number one picks they've had. In the last three years, and so I, I, I don't quite agree with that. Yo, don't you think don't that
0: think this year was about getting to the playoffs, getting the home game, and winning it? That was the that's what you wanted to do, and that would have been enough for this year for a third year on your rebuild to where you're in the playoffs, you won a game. So anything after that, to me, I think you jumped you. Like ne- if I'd have told you, Mike, this year you're going to playoffs, win a game. Next year you're going to the conference finals. you say that sounds like a good a good timeline. But now well, of you, I,
1: of but, now, taken, but, I, but now, but now taken you got the you got to the conference finals here.
0: So your but next step is the next step goal should be next year we're going for the Super Bowl.
1: Look, I my prediction at the start of the season was that the Lions to win ten games to go ten and seven, and with a ceiling of, of twelve wins, that would be their match. Well, they got, you know, they got to the ceiling. Right. My ceiling. Right. Like, who cares what I think? But that's what that's the way I I, I chatted it out. So I don't think it's I don't think it's a fluke that they got where they were.
0: No, I don't think it's a fluke. I think they they're ahead of schedule. That's all I'm saying. I think well, they're ahead they are, of schedule.
1: But, but 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 I think they are a legitimate NFC North champion and, and, a, and a contender for the NFC champion for the NFC championship. I well, think that's right. When you look at 20, 2013, I think that that's they fulfilled that. That's what they are.
0: Right. But I think I think like I said, I'm gonna go ahead. I think they've jumped it. I think now they're a contender for the Super Bowl next year. I guess you could say that's the same thing, winning the NFC. I guess, I guess we're talking the yeah, same yeah. thing. I guess we're talking the same
1: thing. I'm telling you how do you get to win in the Super Bowl? Is that, is that right, even, that's you what, I'm what I'm saying. But I'm chair.
0: saying they're contender to win the whole thing now. I agree with you, yeah. I agree yeah, with you. Because cont- I look at some odds yesterday, some put out. they got the third best odds to uh, win the NFC next year. Oh, no, also, to win the Super Bowl. They got fourth right. best odds right now on some sites. Some sites, they had the, like, 10th best odds or whatever. But – they're they're rated now. There's some things that have to be done, and I can only say what I would do. There's some players you you usually get a 25 percent turnover in your roster normally anyway. I think they're gonna like, get to about the same like amount. There, there there's gonna be some players that aren't coming back, and it's just no, normal and natural. But Mike, you got the you got about the I think they said the fifth most money or third most money available i looked at a site today they have 58 mil available right now and there's a couple of guys who got big contracts i'm not gonna mention their names because i don't like this you know guys get cut before they get cut but there's a couple of big contracts and you can guess who they are they're either gonna rearrange the contract or they're not coming back and you guys can go through who didn't play last week and who has big contracts to see who i'm talking about i'm not gonna mention the names but you're gonna have a lot of money a lot of draft picks and a lot of young players now. You have guys you need to sign on your own team, but you're still going to have enough, Mike. Do you think he goes out now? Because he's been giving out one year contracts mostly in free agency. He hasn't, um, you know, put himself out there with a big contract yet. Do you think this is the year now to go get a big contract guy?
1: Well, I I think, let's put it this way I think we'll, we'll know more about his modus operandi after this year you know, than we don't know, which is natural. We should, we should, you know, learn things about him in the fourth year that we didn't know in the third or the second or the first. But I think, look, I think they've gotten close enough. I think they've gotten a sniff more than a sniff, and I think they'll do what they think it takes to to, to take the next step. And yeah, I think I, I think they'll go big. I don't think they're going to, you know, sign three or four players, but maybe one or two.
0: That's what I was saying.
1: Isolated specific spots. What I think What's the position, do? Mike?
0: We both going to say the same thing, but I don't just want to hear you say it. What's well,
1: the cornerback. position? There yeah. you go. Yeah. There it's you cornerback. go.
0: There you go. And, in and, you know,
1: and, 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 and some ways, Kenny, they were they were a little bit unlucky there. You know, they really were. Like, you, Mosley, you got they expected him to be their the starting cornerback, and he played what, two players, three players?
0: Right. But, Mike, that, that, Mike, again, really hurt him. Yeah. when you're shopping at Costco and you're buying the uh, Kirkland brand – Sometimes you know what you're getting. And he went shopping, and these guys were hurt. He brought them in. So you're risking it. Get, get, the, get the main brand okay. next time. Don't get the Kirkland brand, okay? Get get the main brand, <laughs> all right? <laughs> Spend a little extra money and get the main brand. We don't go to – what was that, Kroger's where you get Ampage products? Was that – I forgot what store that was. Maybe it was Farmer Jack's. Ampage products. You get the main product, all right? So this year, <laughs> you got enough money to shop for the main product,
1: Okay. At least, you, at least you didn't bring in S and H Greenstein. No, not S and H Greenstein.
0: But you know, you, you no more, no more the knockoff stuff. Now you got to get the main product. And this is, you got the money. I, I agree with you, Mike. I'm not going to go out and find, you know, like the Bears did last year and go a bunch of bunch of guys and you just bring no. in guys and spending money and they're not really going to elevate your team. The Bears went out and spent all that money and got what one more victory than they had the year before. They got a couple more, but they they didn't no, really, really didn't turn the table. No, but
1: they're a team on the rise. They're a team on the rise, but okay. I'm saying they spent
0: money on guys. Yeah, that, I agree. Those contracts gonna come back to bite you in a couple of years because you spent money on guys that were just okay, and you gave them big money. And when your young guys who deserve the big money come up and you don't give it to them because you, you don't have the money, that's where your problems start. The Lions don't have a bad – well, they do have a couple of contracts that they can get rid of, but they don't really have a bad franchise lovering
1: contract on their roster No. Right no you know, one is
0: over and over the that you just can't wait to get out
1: of it was it was four or five years ago the previous regime signed it trying to play i'm not going to mention any names because it's not the player's fault because he was injured a lot but got really nothing out of it yeah, yeah. got nothing out of that signing. yeah sounded good it really yeah. sounded good looked
0: good and you're paying for that from years later because that dead cat money on there they don't have any dead hardly money. any dead yeah. cat money at all now i do say one thing i'm sorry you may have been a good player you may still be a good player but I done had my feel of Gardner Johnson. I, I just, and, and I'm going to tell you right, not even just from the daughter talking and stuff he did, I don't. his performance wasn't that great to me. And if he mellified, I got to play next year. A guy 6'4", 215, whatever, safety, imposing, and all he needs is experience now. You can see it on him. He's got to play more next year. And Kirby Joseph has established himself now. So that's my safeties next year. Why am I going to pay you know, big think- money for a third safety?
1: No, they well look. I think they're set there too with Brian Branch. You know, he's going to be, yeah. be a second year, uh, uh, just a great draft pick this year. Right, Getting him in the sec, deep in the second round. Right, that was a heck of a pick.
0: So I'm not spending my big money on Johnson. You know, if he wants to come back for a, a, the same price or whatever, I might think about it. But though, that's a nice young threesome right there. Now you get two cornerbacks, and you got it. Sutton's there because his contract is that way. He's got to play. I think he's more of a nickel because I. I didn't realize how small he was. I started seeing these receivers up against him. He's, but you got Brian Branch and nickel, so he's going to have to be outside corner, but he can be cornerback too. You get a legitimate cornerback one, that defense changes next year. You got to well, add one nothing. other part, but that changes that whole defensive
1: backfield. Well, they also need one other one we haven't, we haven't mentioned yet, and that's someone to play opposite. Aiden Hunch. Yeah. yeah,
0: that's the second part. That's you the need second another part. pass right But ahead. I already got the guy for that, I'm telling you. Sandy, listen to me now, people out there. And if Brad Holmes, listen, Wait, hold listen. on a
1: second. I got, I got fingers in both ears. Go ahead. Sandy, the that Los way. Angeles
0: Chargers are like sixty million over the cap or whatever and they got. They got four players making, I think, 80, a bunch of their cap, like sixty, seventy percent of their cap. They got four players. They got to get rid of one of them. And you know who I'm talking about? That you can get, you can make a trade for. He's got a contract that's reasonable. It's good money, but it's reasonable, and he's still productive. Khalil Mack. Go ahead. Khalil Mack, put him right on the other side of Hutch. Make that happen. He's got a $17 million hit on his cap for next year. It's a lot of money, but he got 11, 11 and a half sacks this year. You know? He'd be perfect on the other side. That's the guy I want to get, or a guy like that.
1: Well, there aren't many like that.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. He's a little older. I agree with that. He's a little older, but his contract's not long, so you don't have to give him five years and spend $100 million up. Just It's a trade. And you're not giving up anything but but draft pick for them, so that's something I would look at. But right, you got to feel that other side. Offensively, the only thing you got to do is start with your offensive line depth. And I think that's why I think the first round pick is going to be. I think it's going to be a guard or a tackle no. or somebody like that. that can move along the line, maybe play both. You know, because you're not going to get a cornerback at 29. They're drafting 29. You're not going to get a starter at 29. Most likely, sometimes you do. But you'll get like a Darius Slay type, and Slay didn't start his first year. He helped out. It's rare to get a starter in the second round or late first round. It happens, but you can't count on it. You have to go back in next year with a no at cornerback one, not a maybe. With a what? A no? With a no. Something you know, not something you hope. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, you got to go back in not with a, a no. no. it's, it's yeah. K-N-O-W. K-N-O-W. You got to go back in Is with a no. K-N-O-W N-O-W, a
1: new radio
0: station that's p- picking us up? Yes, uh, <laughs> 50,000 watts in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, anything else, Mike? You do Oh, 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 I almost forgot. Mike, we talking about something else we need, and we should, we both should be the first one on this.
1: Kicker. <laughs> Kicker. Well, I I don't know if we I don't know Kicker. if him or not. I thought he I thought he kicked pretty well late in the season. So we'll see. Kicker. We'll see. He'll he'll listen what we're talking we're talking about, Badgley. He'll, I I believe he'll be in camp with the Lions the, all the off season program and all that. And I thought he improved. Do you know who was at the didn't. first
0: playoff game in the stands? I saw a picture of him with his I guess his wife or girlfriend. I'm not sure he's married, but he was sitting in the stands and had a Lions uh sweater on. Who? Matt Prater. I don't know if he still lives around here or the girlfriend or whatever he's around here, but he still had a he had a light sweater, on, man. And um, he was in the stands. This was, was, was this? the first play of the Rams
1: game. Oh, okay.
0: So, hey, I make the call. I make the call. The Saint. I mean, the Arizona. Yeah. You know, I have no problem bringing him back. None whatsoever.
1: I'm not paying a
0: lot for him, but I'm just saying there's guys out there. But you gotta you gotta upgrade that kicker. You gotta get a kicker that can hit some distance because, Mike, as you see in these games that go down to the wire at the end of the season, you might have to win a game with a field goal kick and a long one. You know, and that makes a difference. You gotta have a guy. Bradley's a good short guy, intermediate guy, maybe. Missed a couple extra points this year. I just you gotta put some. If he's coming back, you gotta have some
1: competition with him. Either that or start going for two on those extra points. Yeah, right.
0: Exactly. <laughs> um, anything else uh, that you're looking forward to with Brad Holmes, or anything else you want to see them do next year?
1: Well, we'll see about that. I think the one thing we haven't mentioned, and it's not you know, it's not shocking you know, news or anything, but they do have a, as we look at it on paper, a tougher schedule coming up in 2024 than they had in 2023. I think that's. Please, please, uh, they again. have a
0: tougher schedule, but they do have one advantage. And this is why, again, the extra, home game. the extra home game this year. And yeah, that's totally. what I thought this year that 12 wins. Remember when we were first doing it, I said, man, 12 is going to be tough when you got nine road games. It's a, you know, because yeah. I didn't think they could win a lot. I thought they would go even on the road. Mike, they were a damn good road team. Now you're going to have, and they, hey, finally they have a home court to defend, a home, you know, field to defend. They only lost two games at home this year. I think it was two. Yeah, it was two. They were
1: six and two at home. The Seattle game and the, and the Thanksgiving
0: game were the two home games yeah. they lost. So they they now they're defending home. Remember with I used to tell Matt Patricia all the time? I said, "Why are you so bad at home?" You know, he never give you an answer. Yeah. So they finally now have a home field to defend. So you get nine of those. Say just say you get seven or eight again. You're you're you know you're three road games away from ten. And you're in four yeah. row, you know, so yeah. having that ninth game is big. Especially, I think their goal next year should be the top seed. So if that's your goal, this is the year to do it, of the, you know, even odd years. This is your year, no matter what the schedule is. And I know the Rams are coming in. Um, yep. I'm not sure where the San Francisco game is. Is it out there or is it here? I don't have it right in front of me, but they got to play Frisco.
1: I don't want to think about it.
0: Well, I'm looking forward to that game right now. I'm marking it on the schedule whenever that game is. You know, and another thing, you have arrived nationally, even with the loss. Everybody's talking about you. You're getting your four and five primetime games from this point on every year. unless you just this point on, them out. So now you, you are. Know what?
1: Go ahead. The Lions thrived on those games, too. Yeah, they, they should have won thrived. them all.
0: They lost to the one. I'm not counting Thanksgiving. They lost the Dallas game, but they should have won that one. So they really were primetime good. But
1: No, I agree with you.
0: Um, you're a franchise now. You're one of the, the model franchises in the league now. You're a, you're a talking point. So you have to keep it that way. So Brad Holmes, to me, is the linchpin of this whole thing going forward. Dan is the on-the-field linchpin. But the way your organization runs organizationally, Dan, um, Brad Holmes – is the one that we look through. Now Mike, you've been around longer than me. So answer me this. If one of the coordinators leaves, whose job is the hiring? Is it the head coach's job or is it the GM's job for the hire of the office oh, coordinator think, and
1: thing? Who Well I can't I would think it's the head coach's job. Is it the head coach's the job? Reason. Oh yeah. That's what he works for, yeah. Okay.
0: So the head coach is making a call on that. Okay, so I would
1: think. Yeah. Does he
0: have input with the GM? Does Jim have input in these things?
1: Well, they, they, they uh, I'm sure they talk about everything. I don't think there's anything they don't talk about.
0: Okay, so that's going to be if if Ben Johnson leaves, the next offensive coordinator to me is an, that's the second most important decision. So that's Dan Campbell's decision. Brad Holmes' decision is the direction of the organization and the roster going forward. So those are the things I want to hear. And see how they do it, Mike. Because right now, if they didn't do anything, you're a contender for the NFC. With the right move, you're a contender for the Super Bowl. Is that too deep for you?
1: It's soft. I think I'm processing it, and it's, <laughs> the nuts and bolts are banging together in my forehead. <laughs> no, I don't. I, I, I think you're a little. I think you're going a little strong on that, but I wouldn't disagree with it. Let's put it that way. There are bigger battles than that one. Yeah. So I'll go with you on that one. But it's
0: good to be in this situation. You don't have a bad salary cap. You got a young team. You got a young uh, head coach. He's a young head coach. Let's put it like If Even if you think Dan Campbell blew this game and it's his fault or whatever, I don't want to hear that we got to get another head coach. He's a young coach. He learned. His first year, he made a couple mistakes game management-wise. He admitted it. He's grown. He'll grow into the role. He's learning, and but he's learning at 12 wins. You guys, what do you want? I heard somebody yeah, talking about get rid of him, elevate Ben Johnson and, and some other wackiness, some other, you know. And all I got to say is that fentanyl crisis must be bad because evidently it's done made its way to the, to the state of Michigan. Stop the border. Stop the border because evidently is hit the
1: airwaves. I mean, just get people calm down. Okay, okay. Calm down, Kenny, people. Kenny, when we start talking about Sentinel, it's time I'm just to wrap saying, it
0: up. Mike, I've heard some of the craziest stuff the last couple of days, man. There has to be an adult in this room. Thank it? you. It's just, it's just crazy <laughs> out there. Just calm down. You had a great season, it didn't end the way you wanted. But like I said, 31 other teams are mad today, too, or will be mad after next week just calm down everything's okay uh, you know somebody needs to run in the room and say do not panic everything is okay we'll be all right i just i enjoyed the season i'm sad it's over i enjoyed this team i enjoyed the whole ride like i said i i was i'm still not going to watch i'm not watching that game like i got it on cable on tv on my tivo or on my dvr i'm not watching it for a month but i will watch it again in the privacy of my home a month from now so <laughs> I'm just going to cool out, and if you guys want to talk about that game, I can only go off of memory because I'm not watching it. But eventually I will watch it, and I will enjoy it. I got all three of the playoff games recorded. I got the Dallas game recorded. And I'm going to go through the offseason and, and enjoy watching, rewatching Lions football. I thought it was a very good season, and I'm going to end that on that
1: note. I I, I agree with you. It was really a really, really good season. And anybody yeah. who thinks otherwise never watched the game at Ford Field, and they never heard that crowd roar for, for, for three solid hours nonstop. Exactly. It, was a, it was a great – you know, it was a good good show to watch and it was a good show to listen to.
0: And, Mike, what other time have we talked on January 29th, having mentioned the NFL draft or the senior bowl or whatever, yeah, and right, you know, and you're still playing football? I was thinking about that when the locker room opened the other day. I said – you guys have never cleared your lockers out at the end of January before. This is new to you. Yeah. Some of those guys, oh, yeah. you know, weren't even—they'd leave town. You don't even know what the weather's like on this week any year because you—you've <laughs> been gone since the first week of January. It was—it's the yeah. first for everybody, and it was enjoyable, man. So,
1: I'm with it. It sure was, and you know what? I think you, I think you said this, you know, you know, five or ten minutes ago. And it's a good group of guys. They're fun to cover. Good they really are. Every one of them. You know, and you know what just one thing. You know who I thought really came gained, gained the most from the season and made the most made the most uh, uh I'd say not necessarily impact, but made the greatest jump? Who? Jameson Williams.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: I thought I, I, I thought he, he was a he was a, he was an absolute pro at the end. Yes he was. But again, guy, that, that's a pro football. Again,
0: play. everybody wants to judge you when you just get there. You're a 21 year old coming, you know, who's been hurt coming in, and if you don't score, if you don't score 150 yards and two touchdowns the first game out, you're a bust. I heard we, I'm gonna say the guy. I should say his name. Radio well, guy station. I'm not gonna mention his name. Called Jameson Williams a bust this year, not last year. This year. Because he didn't go Green Bay's uh, wide receiver, Christian Watson, was better. Now, I hope right now after he takes his foot out of his mouth, and you know who you are, (laughs) after you take your foot out your mouth, you need to calm down and let things develop. I'm not going to mention a name. You know who you are. Mike, we went a whole podcast. It's almost over. Didn't mention one name, and I'm surprised. And all I'm going to say is my Mayor Copa again. Jared Jared Goff is the quarterback (laughs) of this team. And he'll get his contract. Hayden Hooker will be Henden Hooker. Hayden Hooker. Henden will be the backup.
1: Hooker, yeah. You got two good
0: quarterbacks. Bridgewater did his job, mentoring the young kid for the year. So now I'm happy with the quarterbacks going into next year. And you got David Blount still on the practice squad all year, but so. he will be quarterback yeah, like three. Yeah. And he, uh, the quarterback is set. Jared Goff has earned the respect of his teammates. They talking about, and he went the whole playoffs without a turnover. I don't want to hear any more Jared Goff hate. He may not have all the attributes of Patrick Mahomes. He may not be able to throw it 80 yards. But the quarterback position is played, to me, 60% from the neck up. And he that's where he's good. And he'll tear you apart in those intermediate zones, man. You give him a chance, he'll thread you.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And speaking of Jared Goff, Michael Harris, news has just crossed the wire. A, a, a km podcast exclusive that everybody else knows about. (laughs) (laughs) You like that, don't you? Ben Johnson, wanted by the Washington, whatever that name is, the Commanders, the Seattle Seahawks, teams around the league for two years now. Teams have been waiting to get their hands on Ben Johnson, 37 years old, offensive genius. He is staying with the Lions. Amazing. Ben Johnson is
1: staying. You know, I was uh, I was at the Lions' office when the news came when the news came down. Not the nose, but the news, and there was joy in that building. There really was. He was very, very popular, very well liked, and very highly respected. And you know, this is this is a coup for the Detroit Lions. The fact that they that the player that means an awful lot to that offense and to Jared Goff did not get poached by another franchise. So, you know what, the Lions are the Lions are one and zero. Starting the twenty twenty four, they won one. Yeah, go ahead. They won one, and they won a big one too. Especially because of what what he's brought to that offense in general, and his relationship in particular with Jared Goff.
0: This is bigger than any free agent signing. This is bigger than any organizational change because, for one thing you get the comfortability and you get your, you know, you, you already have your system in place. You don't have to change your system. You don't have to bring a new guy in and what he wants to do, or, or you're elevating a person under Ben Johnson into the position that they haven't done before. You have an experienced play caller back that knows everything. This is the biggest news in the one day old off season, the one the one day old off season already. This is the, the biggest get they could have.
1: Yeah, Kenny, you're not with 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 by keeping Ben Johnson by having him, him returning. He took his name out of the out of consideration. That was the board that came across the wire, as you, as you put it so adroitly. But one thing about whatever he does now here in Detroit, he's starting with the knowledge of having been with that team for three years, knowing that offense for three years. In other words, you're not asking someone to fix a car who has never seen the car before. He's driven it. He's ridden it. He's raced it. He's done everything with it, and it can only be – it can only help him if, if there are certain things that he certain things he wants to change, other things he wants to emphasize, different players he wants to go to, all that sort of thing. They're, they're a step ahead right now.
0: Well, I'm giving him a new nickname, Ben Houdini Johnson. You know
1: why? Because well, well, he's been why? pulling his name out of hats
0: for two years now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well – I was doing a a podcast (laughs) with our good friend, uh, uh, Tim Twentyman, all about two months ago, and I referred to him as Benjamin Franklin. Who? Tim Twentyman. Go stop. Who?
0: (laughs) I'm just kidding.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Tim's a great guy. I referred to him as Benjamin Franklin Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's good news, Mike.
0: So to end the podcast, we have good news with the Ben Johnson situation. And it will be interesting to see in the coming days, how, was he offered the job and just didn't take it? I, I want to know, Reed, what before we go, what what reason do you think he's staying? And what reason do you think for two years now? He's only 37 years old, so he's young. Do you think he just doesn't feel he's ready to be a head coach or he just wants to do it here? I, I just can't figure out what his motivation is yet.
1: Well, I think this, and, and I'm just speculating and you know, with a little bit of knowledge, but not a lot. I say that admittedly. You can say but that I, every day about any subject. But there's, uh, but there's a shut up. But there's, <laughs> but there's a comfort level here for him. There really is, I'm, and I think anybody would appreciate that going into it. You know, just, look, this is a really, really good job too. This, it's a good job for a team that's not, not no longer on the rise. It has risen, but it's a good team with good players, assets, assets to get better, and and I don't know this, but I would imagine that Ben Johnson's gotten a little more money or a lot more money to stay, and also maybe some, a little more authority over the offense. And I, I don't know that, but I'm just sort of speculating because those are the type of things that happen to, when you've got a really hot prospect and you want to keep them. Sure, you offer him stuff. Things. Yeah, you're offering you offer him make offers. Yeah. Well, all I know is
0: he's a great coordinator, and his name rings around this league. People know who he is, and it's a coup.
1: And Kenny, one other thing You know the reason why we know he's good? Why? Because he does things that we don't agree with, and that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. He's not, you know, he's not rigid. He's not. We actually, we actually, sort of understand him. But not everything's going to work.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Well, all I know is one thing: don't be
0: calling that third down run play with three timeouts <laughs> left with under a minute. Now, we're not doing well, that. I hope that was well, part of the severance package. We're not doing that if he's coming back.
1: So, well, that was the head coach. At I'm about that to say, maybe that, might,
0: maybe that will tell you whose call it was. Maybe that was part of I'll stay if you just get away from the play call and let me do it. Well, but anyway, good news. To end the podcast with Michael Hare, Ken Brown from WJR Radio. We'll be back periodically through the off season, and we'll, have, we'll do it. We'll do one next week, Mike, to make sure well, everybody's carry. good. Kenny, periodically today was every two hours. I know that things are <laughs> happening. Uh want to thank all the listeners who've listened to our podcast over the year. We are the number one podcast on WGR's podcast page. So it might be the only one. I'm just saying, I'm just repeating stats. But anyway, we want to thank you guys for listening for the full year. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope we had fun, informative, and just gave you guys an easy listen in the world of craziness. Only me and Mike are crazy. You guys are the same one. So we thank you all for your patronage. Michael here, I want to thank you for the year. It's been fun, as always. We've done this for a few years now. You get better every year, and, of course, I'm better every year, so you have to keep up with me. But it's been a, it's been a fun ride, Mike. Well, it took you a year to thank me, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's Michael here at DetroitLives.com, who knows some guy <laughs> named Tim Twentyman, who I don't know who he is. Also, Kim Brown from WJR Radio. <laughs> tell Tim I said hi. And uh, we'll join you again here on the podcast next week.